0: I have no idea what God's going to do today. Hallelujah! But <laughs> but He is good, so it's going to be good. Amen. Today we're going to talk about the simple gospel of Christ Jesus. How many of y'all know the gospel is simple? if we let it be. And this is going to be the beginning. We're going to park here for a while. It's not going to be a one Sunday and gone. Me, Pastor CJ, Greg, we're going to hit y'all with all the barrels God gave us. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. Turn your Bibles to John 10, 10. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go through several passages today. None more important than this one right here. You know, when we're talking about the simplicity of the gospel, you know, say it with me, uh, simply speaking. All right, let me try that again. Say it with me. Simply speaking, simply speaking. the gospel is about relationship. When I was praying, what did the the word of God say? That God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to who? To himself. What does that mean he desired with us? Relationship. You see, we sometimes think about the gospel, when we think gospel, we think reservation in heaven. And we just put, we put the gospel in the future tense, but the gospel is right now. Amen. The kingdom of God is not of this world, but but you best believe it is in this world. Is it not? I didn't hear a lot of amens, but I'm not backing off that statement. The kingdom of God is not of this world, but it is in this world and it is desiring to be manifest to this world. The light of God is desiring to be illuminated, to be manifested in this world of darkness. Amen? Amen. And so there has to be a distinction between the children of darkness and the children of light. Amen? Amen. You know, this this is extra. This is free. But... That means the world should be able to see me behave, and I don't behave like the world. They should be able to hear me talking. I don't talk like the world. I don't talk like a child of darkness because that's not me anymore. Okay? He called me out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen. All right, and we're gonna we're gonna hit that a little bit more later on. But John ten ten. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You know, I've always thought about that. That second half, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Why separate those two things out? and cj greg and i we talked about that and i tell you what we're gonna have to brother we're gonna have to get that recorder because when god begins to bringing out revelation man we we, we're dummies we don't record anything we all of us assume the other's gonna take notes we get some of it but uh we don't get all of it but we just we know god's gonna bring out what needs to be brought out amen we just trust god in that But the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That word for life is zoe, okay? It's a small Greek word, but it has a big meaning. And simply put, zoe means life. Not just as we think of it, living or being alive, but the word zoe means eternal life, never-ending life, God's life. Amen? The God kind of life. And how many of y'all that's not common. That's not normal. John 17:3 says that this is eternal life that we know him. Again, the gospel is about what? Relationship. When I asked that question about the second half of John 10:10, 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. God has given us life through Christ, okay? If you know the Lord, if you have a relationship with Him, you have the God kind of life living on the inside of you. You have fire insurance? Yes. All right? You're destined for heaven? Yes. But how many of you know God didn't just save you so that you can go to heaven? He didn't just say these signs shall follow them that believe they'll go to heaven. Right? All right. He doesn't just want us to be heaven minded. He doesn't want us to He doesn't just want us to be mindful of someday we're going to heaven, but he wants us to be available to him, to be vessels, to be used by him, to bring heaven where we're at. Amen? And that does mean laying hands on the sick, that they shall be made well. That does mean raising the dead. Amen? That does mean persecution. But it also means relationship. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. It's just, but I, I want you to go to John chapter 1 so I can continue before I mess up what I'm doing. But he wants you to not just... He wants you to have life, but he wants you to have life to the full. He wants the the, the God kind of life to be a living reality in your life. He wants it to be a manifest, God kind of life to be manifest in your life through you to others so that you can be a witness, so that someone can see that life as the light that it is, and glorify your father, which is in heaven. John chapter 1. I hope y'all like reading scripture because we're going to read 14 verses. All right. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Any confusion about that? Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. Say life. That's Zoe. In him was the God kind of life. In that God kind of life was the light. Everybody say light. Of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Praise God. I tell you what, the God kind of life, the darkness has no idea what to do with it. I got a couple of amens. I deserved a few more. The darkness has no chance of overcoming the God kind of life. Where the God kind of life shows up, darkness runs like roaches. It cannot remain. Amen. That's what makes the gospel so wonderful. The gospel is about that God kind of life being given to us through Christ. Amen. So we don't have to struggle through life. We don't have to be feeble in our own eyes. Because we have the God kind of light, the same God kind of light that raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in us. We're not chicken little Christians. We shouldn't think of ourselves that way. But the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. So that through him, geez, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, He gave the right to become children of God. The gospel is about what again? Relationship. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father. And I love this full of grace and truth. Now, this is eternal life. That they know you, O God, the only true God and Jesus Christ. Whom you have sent. Now, backing up a little bit. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. And I'm lovingly saying this. I'm not bringing condemnation or or anything. Unfortunately, sometimes, even though we are believers in Christ, we act like we don't recognize him. What do I mean by that? You know, well, God's word says one thing. And we let attitudes, we let cares of this world, we let circumstances and so forth tell us another thing. And we choose to yield to and embrace and walk in that thing that is contrary to what the word of God says is true. And so although we know him, we act like we don't recognize him in certain situations. Does that make sense? And when we do that, you know, what the scripture says about letting your light shine and don't put it under a bushel and so forth and so on, we don't intentionally do that sometimes. All right? But when we act like we don't know him, when we act like we don't recognize him. When we act in a way that doesn't show the light of Christ, what are we doing? We're hiding it under a bushel, aren't we? Now, this is the, probably the unspiritual part of the message and so forth. But how many of you, there's a commercial by DirecTV. Well, they compare TV to Cable. First one I saw involved Rob Lowe. He's an actor. Young people like I don't know who that is. Older people will probably recognize. Him. All right. And if it is the, the commercial is this the, the cool Rob Lowe has direct TV. The super creepy Rob Lowe has cable. So it's an alter ego thing. Hey, I'm cool, Rob Lowe, and I've got DirecTV. I'm super creepy, Rob Lowe, and I have cable. You know? And I don't know why that came to mind. I'd like to say I got it from the Lord, but you know what? Y'all judge for yourselves. Where is he going with this? Hey, Sometimes as Christians, it's like, you know what? I am child of God. I am uh, 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 I am child of God. I am strong Christian in the Lord. And I am bushel Christian. One second, I know who I am in the Lord and next I'm bushel head. And what do you think i witness is bushelhead Christian going to be? Come on, talk to me. Bethany, what kind of witness is Bushelhead Christian? Super creepy, huh? Bushelhead christian got cable, huh? Don't be Bushelhead Christian. I don't have direct TV or cable. I'm a neutral party in that. But the world didn't recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Sadly, too often, we're in the middle of these situations, okay? And, and, and there is a promise that is applicable. There is a biblical principle that is applicable, There is a life and grace and power of God that is available. And we choose not to appropriate it. I heard one that's right. Thank you, Greg. No, but it's there, yet we don't receive him into our mess. Isn't that a shame? That's contrary to the good news because the gospel, which means good news, is that the life of God is resident in you. It is resident and real and available to you. There is a flow that is available in that situation. Amen? And just, I'm not going to ask anybody to speak up, but just reflect how many times And there may be people who are thinking right now, oh man, you know what? I have not received, I've received him in my heart. I know I'm going to heaven, but I don't always receive him when I need to. I don't always receive him into my familial relationships. I don't always receive him into my marriage. I don't always receive him into conflicts. Because if we did, we'd handle those things like Scripture says we ought to handle those things. And then the mess that we're in, if we do it God's way, all right, God's fruit is available, and we'll see God work in that situation like he always wants to work amen you don't have to go there but uh first John five verses nine through twelve say this We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his son. Whoever believes in the son of God accepts His this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. We. Do you have the Son of God this morning? All right, uh, Pastor, we got about eight people that have the Son of God this morning. That shows what we got to deal with now. But do you have the Son of God this morning? So if you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have Zoe life, God's life inside of you. Think about that. The same life that is in God is in you. I hope that doesn't sound blasphemous to you this morning. Is there any wonder that Paul said in Philippians that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me then? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me with his life. I want to part. This will be where I finish today. I want you to go to the book of Numbers chapter 13. I think there is a truth in there that is applicable to the Christian walk. There's a lesson to be learned in there about mindset and attitude and, and all that that is in there. And I know many of you are familiar with the story. You're just going to have to bear with me. We're going to read through it in sections. I feel like it is important. And when we're talking about the gospel, I know I'm not uh getting it super deep, and I'm being a bit repetitive this uh this morning and uh again, this is where we're starting in our gospel series, and uh we'll flesh things out more uh as it develops, but I want to encourage you and challenge you uh When you're listening to this series, I I, I want you to heed the words of Jesus where he told his disciples that, you know, if we are to enter into the kingdom of heaven, we have to come as little children. Okay? For of such is the kingdom of heaven, is what Jesus said. And I think that that, you know, that comment does, reserve, does deserve some reflection. And I think about kids. There is a naivete about them. There is an innocence about them. There is a, kids are pure in heart. There is a humility about them. There's a bit of a gullibleness about them, because if you're anything like me, you know my poor girls, as they were coming up, they didn't know when I was being when I was pulling their leg or not sometimes. I tell them anything, and daddy said it, they just believe it. then they got to be adolescents and stuff like that, and then they're like oh you are you is it is this is this real, or are you let me go google it' But all kidding aside, you know, when Jesus, you know, when when Jesus is saying that, you know, he's saying, get your adult mind, get your analytical mind, you know, get your logic riddled mind out of the way. Okay? Get, 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 Get it out of that realm that's going to look for objections, that's going to look For well what about this well what about that scenario you know do you think it will apply here i'm not so sure about that and he says just be like a kid when your heavenly father tells you that this is true we hang on his every word and we just take it as it's we just take it as it's true you know there's a reason you know what disney has made a gazillion dollars off the imagination of kids, right? They've made a gazillion dollars. The talking animals, all kinds of characters, that kids, they don't even think about it, they just accept. Santa Claus, oh yeah, there's a Santa Claus. There's an the Easter bunny. Think of all the little things that we tell our kids and, this, and, and, and yet they're so innocent and pure they just receive it and I know it may be hard for you to see yourself in that way but when we talk about the gospel and we talk about you having the life of God inside of you we talk about you being so valuable to the Lord that he gave his only begotten son for you Okay, you're not trash. That's the good news. You're not trash. You're not a failure. You're not unwanted. You're not a loser. No, you are beloved by God. You are died for by Him. Amen. You are reconciled to Him. You are a child of the King. You carry his DNA. You carry his life inside of you. And there is so much more to you than you even see of yourself. Do you believe that? Starting at verse 17, Numbers 13. And what we have here is the children of Israel are, they've been delivered. They've been set free. From Pharaoh, they've been set free from Egyptian bondage, and they are at a place where God is on the cusp of having them enter into the promised land. And it reads, starting at verse 17, When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak few or many what kind of land do they live in is it good or bad what kind of towns do they live in are they unwalled or fortified how is the soil is it fertile or poor are there trees in it or not do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land it was the season for the first ripe grapes so they went up and explored the land from the desert of zen as far as Rehob. Uh, rehab and if i slaughter a name just forgive me toward Libo Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron where Ahiman, Shishay, and Telma, the descendant of Anak lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshcol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. Now, I think Moses doesn't have any doubt in his mind that land is theirs, that they're able to take possession of that land. He's just getting intel like a smart leader. Let's see what they bring to the table. So we can strategize and know what we need to do to to affect God's will and take possession of the land. How many of you know that that's not quite the report they came back? Continuing on in verse 26, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb, good Caleb, silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. I believe it's the King James Version that says, for we are well able to possess it. See, here is what they did not understand. The promised land, was already theirs. You hear me? There were no ifs, ands, or buts about it. B U T this time. The promised land was already theirs. In the Lord, it was already yea and amen. But see, they wanted to walk into the promised land with it already being ready made, with red carpet rolled out and no challenges. Can anybody relate? I heard such Christians exist. I haven't met one yet. No, Uh, one is talking right now. The Lord, however, gave them the promised land but did not remove the challenges. He wanted them to take possession of it. Man, y'all are silent. He wanted them to experience a little Zoe in the promised land. God knew they were able to possess the land. Unfortunately, they refused to believe it. We all know the story. They decided, you know what? They overruled Joshua and Caleb. They were so delusional that they were going to go back to Egypt. And submit themselves to bondage again. Can you imagine that? And as crazy as that seems to us, in a way, we are guilty of the same mindset and attitude. You know, we we're thinking of, hey, heaven. That's that's that. that, that that's the promised land. Uh, 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 in, In a way, we say, hey, I received salvation. I know I'm good, but we act like we're still trying to attain it. There's some confused looks out there. We still think we're trying to earn God's love when God's love is already yours. We act like we're trying to gain his acceptance and favor when his acceptance and favor is already yours. And sometimes we confuse the fact that there are challenges, that there are Amalekites in the promised land that's already yours. Sometimes we confuse that and think, what's wrong? Does God not like me anymore? Have I messed up? Have I sinned? No, God just wants you to take possession. You have the God kind of life resident on the inside of you. You are well able to possess it. Walk with him, embrace him, trust him, believe in him, apply what he says to apply, and you will take the land. It's not a matter of if it's yours, it's yours, you just got to own it. Are you hearing me? And the good, that's the good news. The good news is while there are obstacles, while there are giants, while there is, while there are challenges. The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you and greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You know, I'm going to read the last couple of verses of that, uh, uh, starting at verse 31. Uh, But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. They're looking at their strength compared to their own. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anic come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Mm. They're old testament examples that are good examples for us today, things that they walked out that we can learn from. And I want to challenge you this morning. The good news is that God loves you. The good news is that the life of God is available to you? If you don't have a relationship with the Lord today, all right, if you're still in darkness, that's what it is, you're still in darkness. The, the, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ Jesus. It's real. He's alive. He died on the cross for you, all right? God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself. You may be in darkness right now, but don't ever, don't doubt for a second that he loves you as much as he loves those of us who are already saved. Don't doubt for a moment that you weren't among those precious ones that he gave his life for. He did it for you, for you, for you, for you. That young lady, right? He did it for you. Tell yourself right now, he did it for me. Thank you, Lord. Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. He said, In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written. The righteous will live by faith. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I don't mean don't be ashamed to say that Jesus gave his life on the cross. I'm not, again, I'm not being negative, y'all. I want y'all to stand. I am not ashamed. I want you to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ Jesus. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God. God Unto salvation. Unto salvation, hallelujah, you know God is so good, and uh, as messengers sometimes we are we're limited in our ability to express just how good he is and Let's believe the word, there's always be an opportunity to do something with the word that is presented. And the gospel is, like I said, is a simple message. There is not a single person sitting or standing in this place today that Jesus didn't die for. There's not a single person within the sound of my voice here today that he doesn't love. There's not a single person here today that's hearing me right now where Jesus' arms aren't open to you right now, inviting you into relationship with him. So if you are here today and you're not sure who you are. You're not sure if anybody cares. You're not sure if anybody sees any value in you. You're not sure what it's all about. You're not even sure if you should even go on. I want to introduce you to a love that's like no other. I want to invite you and to relationship with the one who died to have relationship with you. If you don't know Jesus today, or if you've been running from him, and, and, and there's something during worship, there's something during the word that just convicted you and made you realize that you are a treasure, that you are valued by God, that you are redeemable after all. Then I want to invite you to just come up here with me and allow me to introduce you to him to help you get into relationship with the lover of your soul. You do belong. You may not belong to some clique in the world, but you belong to him. You are loved. You may not be loved according to the standard of man, but you are loved by him. You are wanted. You may not be wanted because you don't fit within certain descriptions and categories by man, but you are wanted by him. And that will ever be the case. And for the rest of you, I said earlier in the message that John 10.10 says that the thief come for to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Have it to the full. That's also part of the gospel message that you have life to the fullest. And I had, I just, I got a picture in my mind of uh, uh, artwork, and I hope I can do it justice by describing it. Many of you have seen a, a color book or a sketchbook that has designs sketched in them, and they're just black and white paper, right? Right? And you can just grab different colors, and and you can make what's black and white. You can make what. Just looks blah, you can add vivid life to it and and, and you can make it full and vivid and, and and just full of life. amen and I believe God gave me that picture. I believe God gave me that picture because you know there are some here today who who have that feeling you you, you feel like that black and white picture on the page. All right. Uh uh there's life, but there's kind of blah. It's just black and white and, and and gray. There there there's not a fullness there. But I want you to know that there's good news. In the spirit, there's all kinds of of, of paints and and, and colors and everything that is at the altar of God waiting for you to come and grab it, take possession of it, and begin to appropriate that full, vivid color and add add some life. Some of you may want more than what you've experienced. something Some of you may want more than what you've gotten right now. You're ready to just fully appropriate the gospel. And, and I'm not going to ask you to come up here. And I'm, It's not between you and me. I'm not going to lay a hand on you. But if you want more, if you are tired of acting like you don't receive him, acting like you don't comprehend him, if you're tired of being black and white and you want the fullness of the abundant life, a manifest reality in your life. Then I'm going to ask you to forget about everybody, what eyes might be on you, and I just want you to just come up here and let that be known to God just by your standing and doing business with him. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in our lives, and we welcome, Holy Spirit, we welcome you doing what you want to do. We just thank you for your goodness, Lord. We open our hearts to you, And we say, have your way. Have your way. Do what you want to do. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen.